The sudden collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank has added another layer to volatility to the already highly volatile markets across the globe. Uh, depositors, entrepreneurs, and companies are making uh, swift flights to safety, turning to the big players deemed safer than the smaller counterparts. For an analysis on the impact of the Silicon Valley Bank fallout at home and abroad and its possible effects on future interest rates, we now connect with Professor Yang Jun-sok at the Catholic University of Korea. Good morning, Professor Yang. Good morning. So this has been the top headline in the economy section for over a week now, and we have to elaborate on this front. We couldn't think of a better person to reach out to than you. U.S. regulators have ensured that SVB, the Silicon Valley Bank depositors, that all of the money will be protected by federal deposit insurance. The U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen also reassured that the U.S. banking system remains sound and that the Americans can feel confident about their deposits. There were some outcries and concerns about the failure of the system at large. Can you first tell us what measures are being taken after the tech lenders collapse? Okay, well, as you mentioned, uh, the U.S. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation has extended their loan, uh, their uh, uh, deposit insurance. Uh, Usually they only insure deposit amounts up to $250,000, but in SVB's case, they did say they will cover all of the uh, deposits. Uh, While this is against the uh, usual FDIC rules, uh, they do sometimes, when they think it's warranted, uh, do protect entire deposits. And then the Fed has... established the bank term funding program, banks facing liquidity problems, not enough cash. Uh, They can borrow cash using their government bonds or high quality debt owned by the banks as collateral. The big advantage for this particular funding program for the banks is that the value of the bonds which are used for the collateral will be calculated using the face value of the bonds rather than not the current value. Uh, The current value having fallen so much is what got SBB into trouble. Uh, so mm-hmm. when banks are taking loans from the Fed, uh, it will no longer have to worry about the uh, value of the uh, collateral or the uh, government bonds. Uh, in addition, banks are taking the uh, uh, more loans out from the Fed using the uh, usual discount window. Banks took an all-time high of $153 billion uh, from the uh, discount window as of uh, Wednesday, and they're also taking uh, using the uh, bank term lending program that I just talked about to mm-hmm. loan out uh, additional $12 billion. Uh, so uh, they're getting a lot of cash in the banks to prepare for uh, liquidity problems uh, such as bank runs. Uh, now, to prevent possible bank runs as well, uh, the, uh, since if banks are seen as borrowing too much from the uh, lending programs, then the banks may be seen as weak. Uh, so the Fed will not release the information on which banks borrow money from the uh, uh, various facilities until next year. Mm-hmm. So they will be keeping some transparency aspects, uh, but they're weakening it so that the uh, uh, situation, uh, the instability uh, will 
uh, not be worsened. Mm. And then uh, politicians and bureaucrats from both the U.S. parties are trying their best to retain confidence in the U.S. banking system. Uh, this includes uh, President Biden as well as various congressmen. Uh, and there are discussions to extend tough regulations on large banks mm. uh, to medium-sized banks as well. In 2018, President Trump had loosened regulatory uh, requirements for banks which have assets below 250 billion U.S. dollars. Those are considered medium-sized banks in the United States. Uh, the uh, SBB had 209 billion in assets. Signature Bank, which also failed, had slightly less than that. Uh, so these banks were not subject to really tough regulations. Uh, but uh, the understanding at the time was that these smaller banks uh, do not have national systematic uh, risk. Uh, they're not large enough. Mm. Uh, but the uh, current understanding now is that they can have a major impact on the economy. So perhaps they should be subject to tougher regulatory requirements. Mm. And finally, uh, there are voices saying that deposit insurance should ensure total amount of deposits rather than limited at $250,000. Uh, since for SVB, uh, they did decide to insure the entire amount uh, rather than just up to two hundred and fifty. $50,000. Higher capital requirements for banks are also being discussed uh, in the United States. In Korea, we already have started to move uh, toward this goal, having banks more uh, capital uh, in their balance sheets. Uh, banking industry groups are generally opposed to these uh, two points, having higher capital requirements and higher uh, deposit insurance, as well as higher re uh, regulatory requirements, uh, since this would require banks to pay higher premium for their deposit insurance mm -hmm. or reduce their profitability. Uh, but uh, the uh, problem here, in some ways, may be that if there is no further problems in the uh, next week or so, mm. then everything may settle down and things may go back to normal and not much uh, may, uh, may be done. Now, there are some problems, additional banks which are experiencing some problems like the uh, First Republic Bank, mm. uh, but First Republic banks are being bailed out by other banks. Mm. Uh, there are also problems with banks outside the United States, most notably Credit Suisse. Mm -hmm. uh, but Credit Suisse was considered the weakest of major international investment banks for the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. uh, so it may not be that big a uh, surprise that they've got themselves into uh, this trouble. Uh, they're now being bought out by the other uh, major Swiss uh, international investment bank, the USB, uh, but uh, after the USB announced purchase of Credit Suisse, their stocks fell by 5%, so it did recover afterwards. Mm. It, I think it does show that the international, uh, not only the United States banks, but international financial institutions are now uh, very nervous. Investors are very nervous about the banking industry, mm. so we will be continue to see uh, some large changes in the value of the uh, stocks. Right. Uh, but as long as we don't see a major 
bank runs in the uh, next week or so, there's a very good chance that all this will die down. I think it's also important to note that the Silicon Valley Bank is only America's 16th biggest uh, bank. Uh, as you said, uh, perhaps we'd suspected that the major impact on the economy might be limited, but that's not the case. It's already having a ripple effect in the U.S. and in Europe. Uh, U.S.-based uh, First Republic Bank and Europe's Credit Suisse, as you mentioned, were the latest bank in peril. Although Credit Suisse was, again, salvaged by UBS, an emergency rescue deal. How do you gauge the SVB contagion risk on other banks in the U.S. and in Europe from this point on going forward? Okay, well, we need to look at two points. The first is the underlying fundamentals, and the second is the risk of bank runs. Mm -hmm. And the uh, fir during the first point, the uh, f fundamentals, most banks have similar problems with SVP to a smaller extent. Uh, most banks have invested in government bonds because government bonds are considered very safe bonds. And until uh, last year, when the Fed started raising the rates, if you have low interest rates, uh, you have a uh, higher value of government bonds. So they made, in some sense, perfect investment for banks. Uh, and because of that, uh, a lot of banks loaded up on government bonds, uh, and they're causing similar problems with SV, uh, SVB uh, because interest rates now have gone up and up. The value of these government bonds have come down, and that have reduced the asset size of these banks. Uh, it has also uh, caused some uh, cash, uh, some shortages, because banks now have to make up cash for that uh, reduction in assets. Uh, and for SVB, uh, that's what signaled that SVB may not be as strong as other banks. Mm -hmm. But what made SVB different is that they really had bad risk management system. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for nearly a year, they did not have their risk management team in place. And even before the Fed had uh, caught uh, some problems with SVB, the only problem was that the uh, Fed perhaps thought that they did not have the authority to really go after SVB's problems uh, because of the weakened regulations uh, after 2018. Mm. Uh, so, uh, again, tougher regulations for these mid-sized banks are being thought of. Then second problem is the bank runs. Mm -hmm. Bank runs come when uh, people have deposits, especially uninsured deposits above $250,000 in certain banks, and people get the idea that this bank is in trouble. Now, that depends more on psychology than any economic fundamentals. Mm -hmm. No matter how the bank uh, seems to be, uh, no matter how the bank is actually strong, if there's a lot of rumors coming around that this bank is weak, you want to withdraw your money as soon as possible because you may not get the money back after the bank collapses. This is part of the reason why uh, the uh, federal deposit insurance is thinking about insuring entire uh, deposits rather than just up to $250,000. This was also another problem for SVB in particular because people, uh, because a lot of the depositors here were big tech firms, uh, they were able to get uh, panic messages out quickly through SNS like Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, the entire collapse only took 36 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is probably faster than any other bank runs that we've seen in the United States. Mm 
Hmm. Uh, of course, for our local listeners, of course, the biggest question was, what impact will the Silicon Valley Bank collapse have on South Korea? Now, South Korea's financial regulators have vowed to ensure that the SVB collapse doesn't cause systematic risk at local financial market. But they also said they'll continue to seek ways to break the oligopoly of major commercial banks here at home by spurring the emergence of diverse independent banks. While the government says the SVB collapse will have limited impact on Korean banks and companies, how concerned are you as an expert, Dr. Yang? Okay, well, Financial Supervisory Service said that they will raise capital requirement banks, which is a good move. Banks mm-hmm. can withstand higher losses in their portfolios. Uh, but bank runs are psychological rather than economic, mm-hmm. and Korea has fairly low deposit insurance. Right now, deposit insurance caps out at 50 million won uh, per deposit. That's only about $38,000. Uh-huh. Uh, so raising that limit may be uh, necessary. Uh, some people are worried that if Korea uh, does introduce niche banks, which is what this current government wants to do, niche banks are specialized, mid-sized banks uh, that may provide more competition for banks. Uh, but uh, it's notable that even with all the problems that we've seen in SVBs, uh, SVB, uh, many tech CEOs still praise uh, Telecom Valley Bank because it was one of the few banks which fully understood the problems faced by new tech startups. Mm. Uh, so uh, the uh, niche banks can probably good, do, do a lot of good for Korea, but depositors uh, should spread their money around in various banks. Uh. One of the problems with SBB was that these tech companies, which had these uh, great relationship with the uh, Silicon Valley Bank, kept all their money in SVB, and because of that, a lot of their money uh, was uninsured because they just put too much money in that bank. Now, one remaining question is what will happen to interest rates in light of the Silicon Valley Bank collapse? Now, despite the Credit Suisse stock, the European Central Bank hiked interest rates by half a percentage point, saying Europe's banking sector is resilient with strong finances, plenty of available cash. How do you see this? And do you expect the United States Federal Reserve to also raise rates this week? Okay, while the uh, U.S. uh, 12-month inflation for February did fall for both headline and core inflation, if you just look at inflation over one month in February, uh, headline inflation did fall uh, fall from 0.5% in January to 0.4%, but core inflation actually rose from 0.4% in January to 0.5% in February, mostly due to rise in the price of shelters. Mm. Uh, Now, uh, 0.5% is actually a very high uh, inflation rate, if you annualize that, that comes to about um, slightly more than 6% per year. Uh, so there is definite reason to raise interest rates. Uh, so if we don't see another case of major uh, bank run in the next few days or so, then uh, the uh, Fed will probably have to raise the interest rate further. Uh, so they will probably go for a 25 basis point increase, which was Uh, pretty much expected even before uh, the problems at the uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, Where I think it will make a lot of difference is that the Fed will also publish their dot charts uh, during this week when they make their announcements. And the big question here is uh, the uh, Fed was not uh, expected to raise the rates uh, during the second half of the year, Uh, but uh, the uh, current uh, market uh, uh, is thinking perhaps that they will uh, uh, raise the mm-hmm. uh, rates for the second half of the year. So how much and for how long 
And my guess would be that uh, they will raise uh, the uh, rates uh, by additional uh, 20, uh, two, uh, two st- uh, baby steps uh, in the uh, second half of the year, but we'll have to wait to see the dot charts. Thank you very much, Professor Yang, for today's conversation. We'll speak to you again next week. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.